Have you been scrolling through many, many, many film podcasts thinking there's far too many of these? Or have you been thinking there's something missing? There's something we're not quite getting. A waffler from Northern England reviewing films, for example. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. No politics, no pandering, no point. Right, welcome everyone. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. So today um, we're reviewing Thunderball, the 1965 film, uh, with uh, one of my best mates, well, my best mate, uh, Ross. Um, so yeah, let's kick straight off into it. Yeah, uh, this is a cracking film, isn't it? Um, I'd forgotten how good it was. Um, it so it starts off, I'd forgotten how this started, to be fair. Um, I, starts, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love it. I'll tell you a tale about the the, the, the beginning uh, in, a, in a second, but fire, fire away, Sean, fire away. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it starts off uh, in France. Uh, it's Jacques Bouvard's funeral. Uh, this is like a spy who's killed two of Bond's colleagues, and Bond's fuming, he, d- he didn't get to kill him himself. And he follows the widow home. Um, yeah. Funnily enough, Bond tries the same trick in the next film. You want to live twice? Uh, he he tries right. to, like, doesn't he? He tries to make it look like he's been killed so that everyone will yes. stop following him. Um, yeah. So basically he goes and he's like, oh, I just want to give my condolences. And he just smacks the widow right in the face. Um, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's like it's, it's Jacques Bouvard dressed as... Um, dressed as, as his widow, and he, he he's like, oh my dear Colonel, and then he basically kills him, doesn't he, in the in the fireplace with the with the fire poker. and then yeah. just as he's about to leave the room, he grabs the he grabs the flowers and just throws them over the body, uh, yeah. which these yeah. beautiful little touches that, that you don't get Bond films anymore. Um, just Bond just being absolutely ruthless, and then just like a little bit of daft like a bit of daft comedy. Um, yeah, there were a lot of them in this film as well. Actually, there were a lot of like little little touches like that. Yeah, I'm sure we'll move on to them, but they are a lot. Like, but re re rewatching it, you you think, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's not necessarily, uh, uh, it doesn't necessarily happen as much in the in the more modern films, but there are the little, just the little things, just the little comedic moments that are just sort of thrown in there. That, uh, yeah, that's that's bottom for me. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So so he runs outside, and his jetpack just so happens to be outside, as you do. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, sticks his helmet on. <laughs> Um, and apparently they filmed this originally because there was only two guys in the world at the time who could, uh, who yeah. could buy this thing. And Sean Connery, they wanted to film Bond doing it without a helmet, you know, it looked like kind of like more debonair. And this yeah. publicity shot somewhere of Connery in the jetpack because obviously he couldn't be in the proper thing, um, like without his helmet. But the guy who was actually piloting it said, there's no way, there's no way yeah. I'm doing it without a helmet. And yeah. um, he flies his jetpack, gets to the Aston Martin. Like, this is the only film where the Aston Martin DB5 looks like rusty and it sounds yeah. older. But, I mean, to be yeah. fair, in the last film, Goldfinger, it got like smashed into a wall. Didn't it? You know, when he's driving and he's driving towards the mirror and he like cranes yeah. it into the wall. And yeah. um, and then we go into the the song Thunderball by Tom Jones, which was a late, late replacement. In fact, it, it was a replacement that's so late. The original title sequence, which was unbelievable, done by Morris Binder. Um, it was done to the lyrics of the actual, like the previous song, which was yeah. a song called uh, Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang by Shirley I, Bassey. I, yeah. 
and it was I remember you you sent me this ages ago because I, I remember you, you you sent me it randomly uh, and and uh, and you just saying like this was obviously meant to be the original Thunderball song and I, uh, I I didn't I didn't know that at the time and then uh, I was reading reading up on it and reading more into it and the reason for the title of that song was because of that club um, in in the Caribbean where they are is called the Kiss Kiss Club I think yeah yeah, and, right, yeah. Uh, but the uh, I think they didn't didn't necessarily think that the audience would get the get the link um yeah i think the, I thought it was a bit too trivial yeah the producers wanted so the the previous films songs have been so successful like from rush willow matt monroe goldfinger yeah. by shirley bassey they, they kind of thought that the success of the film well not the success but the like how good, well the songs had done was linked so they thought right well we want the title sequence but also it was legal wranglings as well because the shirley bassey sang the original and then they didn't they wanted to go with like a low key version sang by Diane Warwick and that version is yeah, available yeah. as well. And yeah. Shirley Bassey was like, if you use that version, that's not mine, I'm going to sue you basically. So I think it was a, it was a, a mix of the two. Um, yeah. And Thunderball came in because, and I think the whole Thunderball thing comes from, uh, it's like codenamed Thunderball, isn't it? When they're trying to get the, the atomic yeah, bombs back. The because, operation, yeah. yeah. Cause I'd never realized before how, because I hadn't seen this since, or for years. And this is the film, like the Austin Powers films and all these spy spoofs. This is the film it's spoofing, because you watch yeah. it back, uh, and we'll get into the bits later on, but it's just, yeah, it was spot on. And yeah, um, and then the whole thing around, it was written by Ian Fleming, Jack Whittingham and Peter McClory. And there was yeah. legal wrangling that would lead to the rights ending up with Peter McClory. So that's how he ended up releasing Never Seen Ever Again. In 1983, okay. with with Bond, uh, with uh, Bond, with Sean Connery coming back because that's like a yeah, it's a, a, it's like a version of it, and it? it's a you yeah. can see the similarities definitely because they yeah. couldn't make a like a, they couldn't make an original story with Bond. It had to be that Thunderball type story. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't mind. Never seen ever again. It's a little bit kind of it's like Connery's A View to a Kill, isn't it? It's like it's not horrendous, but it's not it's not great. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen it in, in years. I think I've only seen it once. Um, so, yeah, I was always sort of uh, 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 fully fully fledged with the official films, as it were. I never, oh, yeah. never <laughs> mentioned onto the other side. Um, but, yeah, no, I've I've, I've, not, I've I've seen it once, I think, and it was years ago, so I, I really can't remember it. But I know it's obviously, there are similarities. So, yeah. Going back to the, the opening scene, um, <laughs> The, the it, it might sound daft, it, it might sound ridiculous, but when I um, most recently went to Las Vegas, um, there is in uh, there was in our hotel a slot machine. Uh, the uh, and they have obviously various themed slot machines, but they have, they have a number of James Bond ones, and it, it's strange because they seem to in different hotels and casinos have a different film that the slot machine was based on so in our hotel we we had uh thunderball and i think possibly as well there was another one in our hotel i think it was live and let die as well but in a nutshell you're playing this slot machine and if you hit the the feature so you get however many in a row and we, we did a number of times that's not to say we won't make money or anything like that but the the feature on the slot machine what happens is the the, the sort of screen all all goes blank mm -hmm. and then you see james bond uh pop up on his on on, on the virtual screen 
on his jetpack, <laughs> and then you see there's a little screen above, and it starts playing the the um, theme music, and the jetpack scene is on this little screen above, and it and it was just like honestly, yeah, it, it it sounds daft, but it it was very hard as a grown man to be able to contain your excitement, knowing that you've got an iconic scene on this bloody slot machine and that you there's a potential to win a fair amount of money and it was just like and it, there was like four or five grown men who I was with as well and it, it's just so exciting to the point where I would you know would say on, a, on any given day should we go try and get the jetpack today and uh yeah it was it was very exciting but that that sort of um that's my tale in respect of the opening sequence it is uh it's uh, imprinted in my head because of how many times I played that slot machine trying to get and watch that bloody scene. Um, and it, it, it really was good. It was really entertaining. Yeah, you you sent me a video of it, if I remember rightly. I'm sure you did. I've definitely I, I, seen I, I it. Think, yeah, I'm, I think the one I sent you a video of, it might not have been Thunderball, it might have been the Casino Royale one. Because, um, yeah, the, the Casino Royale one... Um, I can't remember the scene that they played in. Oh, it was the it was the poker scene. It was the uh, the the winning hand scene. Oh it's yeah, it's where it sort of fits in really. Um, live live and let die was was epic because as opposed to the uh, jetpack sort of streaming up onto the screen, uh, they had the <laughs> the crocodiles and the scene was you know when he, he in live and let die where he runs across the uh, the. Uh, I want to say a river. It's not a river, but he runs from one side to the other, uh, stepping on all of the crocodiles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was that. It was that. So yeah, it was. That yeah, was good. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a shame. Bond films just aren't the same anymore. Um, but anybody who's listened to my podcast will know I I, I fell out of love rapidly with Bond films, especially the last yeah. one. Just yeah. not the same. Oh, I'm not going to get into it again. If you want to listen to it? Go back to listen to my other ones. Um, so yeah, we we yeah. meet. And I didn't know before, the first time I ever watched this, and they had a, a real thing for dubbing actors in the like the Connery yes. films. So, like, yeah. Adolfo Celli, who plays Emil Largo, and yeah. also um, someone else, like one of the main lasses, they're both dubbed all the way through because apparently right, Adolfo okay. Celli, like, his Silesian uh, accent was really thick, even though he spoke quite perfect English, and they dubbed him in this. Uh, but you can't you can't really see it. Apart from if you're looking for it, um, yeah. And I love I love the like this is another thing as well. Like the film is a proper spy film, and we'll come yeah. to this later on. But Bond does things in these early films, the Connery films. That you think, yeah, that's what a spy would do. He doesn't yeah. rush around shooting the people all the time. He sneaks in and out of places, and that we'll get to it later on. But so we we see the international brotherhood for the assistance of stateless persons. And then we get, he just walks through it. Because there's that cop, that, uh, like the French cop, who's like, hey, no parking here. And then he like yeah, turns yeah. around and he's like, oh, Mr. Lago, I'm sorry. And he's like, off he goes. And you yeah. think, oh, it was this fella. And then he walks through the back and he gets to like this cupboard and he gets his cigarette case out, presses this button and it just moves apart. And that's when he walks into the, here's the proper meeting. And it looks like, like I said, some of Austin Powers. So, um, yeah. And it's like, sit down, number two. And you get yeah. all the, the specter uh, people there. Obviously, uh, we, I don't think he's called Blofeld until like the next one. I'm not sure. And they, they, they don't, they don't. Uh, well, they don't. I can't recall in the film them mentioning that name. 
Oh, the door in this one, definitely. There's reference to number one all of the time, but um, no, I can't recall the, the mention in Blofeld, no. And um, so Spectre number six, Jacques Bouvot's dead. There's French, Chinese, British, American people there. And someone's been fiddling and embezzling money. And he eliminates one of them. So this is where the chair goes into the floor and then reappears empty. And all the guys are sat yeah. there like mopping the brows, like yeah, sweating a little bit. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Which is the 60s way of showing you stressed. Um, yeah, yeah. And then we see um, they're talking about this Count Lippe. Um, is that what they call Yeah, Lippe there, whatever. Count Lippe, like, yeah. Yeah, Count, yeah. I'm sure they say Lippe, but with our accent, it's Lippe, in it? So um, he's in the south of England, near this NATO air base. And we see Bond there. And he's been smacked. Oh, yeah, in the fight at the beginning, he gets, like, smacked with a poker. So yes. he's, the, he's like, at this kind of, I don't know, I was going to say country retreat type thing, isn't he? This, like, yeah. physiotherapy clinic thing. And he he's there and he, oh, no, because he, he sees many Penny, doesn't he? Because he rings her. And he tries to he tries to get them to alert um to alert like am I is it MI five about what's about about this guy and what's suspiciously going on? Mm. Um that makes no sense that sentence. And um like there's actual here I've put like there's actual spy stuff. So the modern films, like well, I'd even say after Roger Moore does a bit of it, but maybe after that, that don't get a lot of it. So like Bond searches a room, like the bandage figure. Uh, oh yeah! Again, one of the little touches. He goes in, searches a room, and as he's walking out again, he like takes a little grip and he like just has yeah, like, yeah. Like he goes back to the fruit bowl and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And the, but this bandage man sees him leaving the room, and then he's getting a bit fresh with the um, the not the masseuse. I don't know what, what she like physiotherapist or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a bit a bit uncomfortable. I seem like uh, watching it. Um, yeah, and she, but she's like, right, well, you're getting too fresh with me. So she sticks him on this rack thing, doesn't she? This motorized traction yeah, table, yeah, yeah. stretching the spine. Uh, yes. Count Lippe turns up, and then he turns the machine, and like there's that awful scene where like Connery's flying backwards and forwards on this machine thing, and it, it's and then he pa- yeah, yeah, and then she yeah. comes back, um, and Bond gets his own back, um, because he's sat in like Lippe's sat in this steam machine thing, isn't he? So he turns, he gets a broom and turns the handle and then shoves it, so he can't yeah. get out. It, um, it, 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 it's, it's quite frustrating that because you and, and you'll move on to it, but you don't. The, you sort of don't see an outcome to that because then in the next scene, Lippy's there, and the, you you know, I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like getting the he's like helping with the body type thing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So the, the he's I, I I I'd have I'd have thought that you know he'd been caused some harm. By, by that, because uh, whether someone, and basically you don't get to the bottom of it, do you? It'd be no, nice no. to yeah. have concluded it. But anyway, yeah, he says, um, he says, don't worry, I'll tell the chef. Like all these little cheeky yeah. sides, and then, um, oh yeah, and this was the bit. Now I thought I wondered how how it would be like because you know the attitudes are different in the sixties, like the, when the films came out. But the yes. whole bit where he says to the the woman, she's like, oh my god, my boss is like don't tell my boss type thing. And he's yeah, like, well, I'm sure yeah. it comes some kind of arrangement. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty uncomfortable. This is, like, that, not yeah. possible at all. Like, there's other parts of it that I could defend. Like, the whole part where, um, oh, not Domino, the other one, the ginger one, the, the oh, bad one. Um, where, for your... Yeah, Lupe. Lupe, Lupe, Lupe. 
whatever her name is. Yeah, Fiona Lope, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, where she's saying, oh, yeah, James Bond, the woman sleeps with him and she'll follow yeah. the path of righteousness. Now, that was put in because there'd been criticism of Goldfinger. You know how Bond turns pussy galore, like, away from Yeah, that, that's um, also very uncomfortable. And there yeah. was kind of, there was a lot of, there was, well, backlash from that, um, that it was very kind of, well, it wasn't kind of right, so... In this film, they had, even though she was like a like a bad guy type thing, they had um, that Fiona character be like, "Oh yeah, sleep with a woman and she'll follow you anyway" type thing. So it yeah. kind of takes the make out of Bond in that respect. Uh, yeah. We see Bond with the same masseuse with this mink glove because that was a bit I can remember. So I always remember about this film, and yeah. um, we see Major Duval from the from the airbase um, with this. The, the ginger lass because I don't think you get her name till quite far into it do you because you're not quite sure who she is no sorry do, yeah, I don't think I don't think you do you um, I, I mean I looked at uh, on IMDB to when, when uh, I refer to her as Fiona um, I, I, you know you're right certainly for the vast part of the film if not all of the film you don't really get a name um, and there's a knock at the door and it's like a double of him, and this double of him gasses him and kills him. And Count Lippy's there, showing no burns whatsoever. Not to rub it in, <laughs> not to rub yeah, it in. Um, yeah. He's just he's sound. Um, and then this this guy Angelo, he's had plastic surgery to look like Duval. And one of the other things about this film as well, like because of the way inflation's gone, the the money sums now seem absolutely ridiculous. You know, yes. like where they're saying. Yeah. We will charge NATO one hundred and fifty million pounds, and you see all the British government officials like, "Oh my God, how are we ever gonna, how are we ever gonna pay this?" And then in the uh, very stoic way they do, whereas now it's like one hundred and fifty thousand pounds to just, probably just shy at you. Um, well, I was just saying, you, you get a, you, you you wouldn't be able to hold a country to ransom for uh, one hundred and fifty million pounds now. You you might get a Jack Grealish out of it, but that's about it to be honest with you. Don't think uh, you get much yeah. more than that. Um. So, and he's kind of complaining and saying, look, it's not enough. Two years, uh, £100,000 for this. Uh, it's not enough. It's been two years of my life. And and you think, mate. Oh, yes, yeah. Because yeah. that's the bit where I was like, mate, are you really going to like, are you really going to go there with these people that you're working for? Are you really going to say, oh, I want more money? Like, seriously? And she's like, right, we'll agree. it. We'll give you the money now. I mean, that's another thing I thought. Are you really going to give this guy who's got plastic surgery to get onto a NATO base to get onto a Vulcan bomber? Are you really going to give him one hundred thousand dollars, like hundred thousand pounds in money? Mm. Isn't someone going to kind of go, hmm, this is this anyway? Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, he gets on a Vulcan. It's got two atomic bombs uh, and bombs by this airbase as well because you hear the jet takeoff that the guys on and bombs like there with the woman and the mink. Uh, it just it makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. It's like the mink it's just, love yeah. <laughs> I can't remember her name. I can't. So uh, um, oh, no, I, I can't I can't recall her name. The, the, I know you mean. I know exactly. Um but Bond like Bond leaves her, he, he's off. Um as per. Um and the, to be fair, the, the effects hold up quite well. I know there's a little bit of model work when the Vulcan crashes. But they use a lot of um, a lot of like stock footage, don't they? Uh, it crashes yeah. into the sea. It's all like, switch on the underwater landing lights and all that kind of thing. Um, and I, I put like considering this film is the best part of sixty years old, like it's unbelievable. 
Um, the nuclear bombs, did you notice what was written on them? Like, oh. did you see the writing? So in capital letters, alongside all the technical stuff, is uh, stenciled on, like, handle-like eggs. I think that was, like, yeah. a bit of a joke. They put, yeah, a bit of a joke they put on. Um, so number one sends the, ex the execution branch after Lippy um, as he's chasing Bond. Um, and then you see every double O. Now, I've written down every double O man in Europe has been called in because that's what Manipuri says. But that's when you see saying. the nine agents from the back, there's a woman. There's definitely a woman there. Um, right. Because apparently the idea was, originally the producers were going to, because Bond had started off this uh, influx of uh, spy spy series, you know, um, kind of uh, like Man Like Flint and all those, they were going to have all these different TV and spies that were going to show them all there as if it was this inside joke that they were all part of the same universe. Um, all right, okay. So it's not just Marvel that has that idea. It's been going around yeah, for years. Yeah. And they couldn't, like, because of timing and money, they couldn't pull it off in the end. But I thought that was interesting that even back then it was like, yeah, here's a, I thought it was good, like, here's a woman. Um, yeah. Although then you don't see her, you only see, like, one guy next to Bond from the front, and then you, do, you don't see the woman, but there's definitely a woman there, definitely. Mm. Um, and was, there, was there anyone in there from, like, other spy series or anything like that, do you know, or was it, because I know you just said that it was it was difficult to, Get them all together at once through timings or whatever. But was there anyone there from any anything else? Not in the end. I don't think so. I don't think there was anybody there from anything else in the end. But it was just an idea they had because it was right, so okay. popular at the time. Like all these different. Yeah. It would be a bit like the closest thing I can think of is it might be like a. And this will be lost on the Americans. Uh, but it would be a bit like um, if they had like a British detective show now, like with like Vera. And she was in a meeting, yeah. and then it panned round, and there was like, and I know he's passed away, but there was Morse there, and yeah, there was Frost yeah. there, and there was like somebody from Line of Duty, and there was something the uh, from the Murders. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so something like that was kind of the idea because there was such a, like was so many of them, whereas like there's no spy series kicking about now. Um, no, I don't think there are off the top of my head. But no, the, you, you'll probably be able to find some in the deep depths of of. Uh... Sorry, in the depths of Netflix somewhere, but yeah, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. No, because they've gone back towards kind of spoofs, haven't they? Really, um, either really gritty or really kind of spoofed. Um, yeah. so we see the Home Secretary, the Prime Minister's received a message, expect to have your bombs, and they're, they're all played on these beautifully old well, they wouldn't have been old at the time, but these tape like you know, with the proper reels, yeah, um, yeah. And yet, yeah, the hundred million pounds ransom, and they're all sat there like, oh my god, and um. So payment will have to be made. So, And I love the fact they do this. So there's none of this, we don't negotiate with terrorists thing. They're just like, well, if we can't, if we can't find out where these bombs are, we're going to have to pay them. I love how straightforward it is. Like the, the, the officials are like, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do it under the table. We'll have to do it. Um, this huge tapestry slides up and a massive map appears. Um, they get these folders, all the agents, and it's got OHMSS on a Majesty's Secret Service on the front of it, because this is where the codename Thunderball comes in, because Bond's originally going to be sent to Canada, Station C, um, and in, and he's like, no, I, I want to go to Nassau, because her Duval sister's there, that's the whole, yeah. that's the whole, that's Domino, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then you get a little bit of flirting with Money Penny. Did, did you see that scene? Yeah, yes, uh, um, remind me of it. Yeah, I so it's, 
It's where he goes in. He goes to throw his hat, but someone's moved the hat stand. Oh, so the, the, the the hat rack's not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's on his left, so he just like he goes to throw it, and then he just like hangs it up. And yes. um, she's explaining the importance of everything. That's when she says, "There's every double O in Europe there." Yeah. Yeah, and then he comes back out, and she says, "Oh, that very uh, very nice looking that woman. Is that why you're going to to Nassau?" And he's he's like, "Many penny was it? Was was there ever a man more misunderstood?" Um, and she <laughs> says, "Oh, how are you going to recognise her?" And he says, "Easy. She's got two moles on the left thigh," and she like off he goes. Um, and then he's spearfishing in the Bahamas, and he saves her from drowning. Um, but then there's some there's some lines in it where I was like, oh, that's a, that wouldn't fly. Like when he says to her, oh, you, you swim really well. Most girls just paddle around. You swim like a man. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like what? Like, what? I was like, yeah, that's yeah. it, James. Good way to chat her up. That, that might I, have been a compliment in 1965. But I mean, can you imagine chatting up a woman now? If oh, you my swim, God. You swim like a man. <laughs> Smack you in the face. Um, yeah, because as she's climbing on board the, like, the boat, He's like, oh yeah, couldn't miss. So he's not about the moors, and you're like, oh, this is like, um, this guy's following them, um, who we find out later on is um, like her guardian. See, this is something I never noticed. I always thought she was at Domino was actually um, Ligo's niece when I watched this when I was younger, but she's yeah. not. She explains in it that, that they just say she's his niece, but she's his mistress, although we never meet yeah. his wife. I was like, yeah. ooh, that's a bit. Because I was thinking, hey, is it really his niece? And then I realised, oh, no, it's just like a respectable cover. Um, yeah. And then a, an American guy in a suit follows the guy following them. And that turns out to be uh, Felix Leiter, played by Rick Van Nutter, I think. Um, and he, he was due to, but he, he played Felix well in this, I thought. Um, and he was due to come back for, he was due to come back for a few, like, I think he was signed up for like five films. But it's, they could, it's the only one, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They couldn't yeah. find a way of, of getting him in the next couple. So I think that kind of lapsed. Because um, right, you, yeah. don't, you don't get... Because that was the whole thing with Felix. You never got a Felix who was in it for more than one film. I think it was played by, like, yeah. played by like three or four people. Um, and then, obviously, until it was played by... Oh, I want to say Jeffrey, somebody. The, uh, in the Daniel Craig ones. I can't remember his name. Yeah, in Casino um, Royale. Yeah, yeah. He is called Jeffrey, I um, think, yeah. And uh, until they unceremoniously killed him off in No Time to Die, Ugh. along with everybody else in that film. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, Let, it's sort of like, oh, Blofeld's dead. <laughs> oh, now he's dead. Oh, now Bond's dead. Oh, it's just, and it lost all its impact. Like, Blofeld dying should have been huge. Felix dying should have been huge. Yeah. And it just felt like, oh, yeah. we'll brush over that. He's drowned. Off we go. Oh, it's just, anyway. Um, I still haven't got over it, mate. I Jeffrey still... Wright, Sean. You, you... Yeah, I was. Yeah. Sorry, uh, Jeffrey Wright. That right. Felix Leiter, yeah, it played a good Felix. Played a good Felix. I loved him in Cine Royale. And then I thought he was great in Quantum of Solace with the whole, well, if we stopped dealing with bad guys, Jim, bad countries, we'd, you know, bad guys, we'd never deal with anybody. Um, yeah. And. I like his I, I like his one in the. Um, oh, in Casino Royale when the. Uh, the the talking when James Bond wants to rebuy into the the, the poker game, and uh, Vesper's not putting the money up, um, yeah. he, and he's he's begging her because he's he's got uh, uh, Lashif's uh, tell. He knows what his his bluff move is, um, uh, and then obviously Felix 
is running low on chips. He offers to to rebuy for James. Yeah. And then there's, he he makes a, a funny remark. It's something to do with money, I think. Yeah. What do we do for win or something? And he goes, yeah. "Do you think we need the money or something yeah. like that?" Yeah. Because see, you know what I'm like. I'm slightly weird when it comes to remembering things. So he collars him and he says, "Because Felix is like, oh." Aren't you going to buy in? And Bond's like, no, excuse me, because he goes to establish sheets, doesn't he? Because he gets that knife off the table, and he oh, says, yeah, to, yeah. he says to Mathis, get the girl out, and you think, oh, he's going to kill him, and then Felix stops him and says, uh, a brother, uh, Felix, a brother from language, CIA, and then yeah. he says, um, he says, I'm bleeding chips, I'm not going to last much longer, um, I'll stake you in. He's like, I'm saying, I'll give you the money, and he's like, yeah. as long as we can bring him in, and he's, and that's the bit where he says, that's well. It. Yeah. That's when he says, "Well, what, what, what about um, what, what about the money?" And he's like, "He's like, does it look like we need the money?" Like that's the whole, which is so American. Like it's it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he plays a good Bond in that, yeah, and a good Felix in that. Uh, I did like, I loved Casino Royale. I oh, I loved it, and it just I haven't reviewed that one yet, mate. We'll have to give that a go at some point. Um, Certainly, well, I mean, it, it in a lot of people's rankings, it's number one in there. Oh yeah, I mean, it's certainly up there for me in terms of. of and then again, Goldeneye. I mean, that, that if I hadn't reviewed that already, mate, that would have been that would have been our suggestion because I think that's just such an underrated I, Bond film. Like, I love it. Yeah, I, I do like I do I do like Goldeneye with with, with the Pierce Brosnan films. I think in chronological order they get worse. So yeah, for me, yeah. Goldeneye's yeah. the, the best, and Tomorrow Never Dies second best, and World Is Not Enough, and then Die Another Day is just. Well, see, I'd put see, I'd put World Is Not Enough ahead of Tomorrow Never Dies. I don't know what it is. Because I like how cold-blooded he is in that. Because he is very... Because Pierce Brosnan was... I think he was one of the best all-round Bonds. Like, Daniel Craig was a good Bond. He was ruthless. But after really Casino Royale, he doesn't... He's not particularly... I mean, for whatever you want to say about his Bond, he's not particularly charismatic, is he? Do you know what no, I mean? No. He's not, like... No. He doesn't have much charisma. Um, mm. No one's going to pick him as, like, their no most personable Bond, I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's what they were going for, I suppose. But yeah, it's, um, then again, Bond, just to go back to Thunderbolt, with the whole, um, what, um, oh yeah, because he, he spots her name, she calls a domino, and she's like, how do you know my name? And he yeah. says, it's written on the, the bracelet ankle. on your ankle or something like that. And she's like, what sharp little eyes you've got? And he's like, where did you get to my teeth? And I was like, oh, all right, man. Yeah, that's another, <laughs> that's another um, close mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he sees... Um, he, oh, this is where ah, here we go. I meant to ask you because you love your card games and that, um, hence yes. why I think Casino Royale's special place in your heart for you. Um, yes, what game are they playing when he meets Lago? What are they playing? Uh, there? I is believe it it's is it Baccarat? Baccarat, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. isn't, isn't Baccarat what they were originally playing in Casino Royale, but they changed it because more people uh, know poker, I think, in the book. It's definitely yeah, not poker. They, they play it in the um, is it the Opening scene of Doctor No as well. Yes, where one. he introduces himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where I'm he's, pretty yeah. sure it's Baccarat. I'm pretty sure it. Uh, I, I can't, I can't think of the scene in Thunderbolt off the top of my head. Uh, well, sorry, I, I can think of the scene. I can't think of the, the card game off the top of my head, but I think it is Baccarat because it's all the all all the is is it the one where they're speaking French when they and they say yes, yeah, 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 I and think they so. say like cat and. Uh, yeah, because it's like... Uh, cause, it, it, and stuff like that. Yeah, because all, all the way, it's like... Because Ligo is like, cease. And then for Bond, yes. it's like... It's, uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, yeah, yeah, he, he beats... Yeah, yeah, he, nine or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I don't I mean, understand, to be fair. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, no casino that I've ever been in has, has ever had it. Uh, <laughs> and then that, 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 off the top of my head, that includes Las Vegas. I think they might have it in the uh, sort of high roller uh, ends of the casinos, but I've, I've, no, I've no idea how we play it. I've yeah. no well, idea. Well, that's why they changed it. That's why they changed it for the yeah. uh, 2006 Royale because they said, look, no one's going to know what this is. Um, yeah. So we can be faithful to the books or we can change it to poker, which even yeah. people like me who don't play cards don't do that kind of I know how poker works. Yeah, not, yeah. Acid, not, yeah. not to a point of being able to play it well, uh, mainly because I've got no poker face, but it, yeah, it's... Um, the way it's, it's, it's an exceptionally popular game. It would have been ill-advised in Casino Royale to stick with Baccarat because people can follow it. People, it, the, the, you have sort of the suspense of that scene in Casino Royale at the end where they're all revealing the hands. Um, uh, there's the uh, African gentleman who thinks he's won, and then there's the Japanese it's not gentleman. Me- oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the. I can't remember him, but I can remember. I, I can remember the one, but because it's Mister Fucker Two, isn't it? Because that made me yeah. giggle as a kid. Uh, yes. oh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but yeah, it goes around the table. He's, he's, he's like he's 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 sort of. Um, He's, 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 he's a bit like the guy in Live and Let Die who doesn't say much. Um, he's a villain in Live and Let Die, but the, it, insofar as I don't think he actually says anything. Do you know like the guy in Live and Let Die who's the, the villain, the, the big guy uh, who drives the car and he, the, when the, uh, he's parallel with James Bond, he, he shoots the thing. Um, into the the driver of the vehicle on Brooklyn oh, Bridge. Oh yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate that. He, oh, so dated. I know, I know. He's got. I think he might be called Whisper or something like that. He, he don't, he, oh he, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he doesn't. I, he, I think he barely says anything. But I, I say it's they, they are similar because that guy in that film, for whatever reason, he doesn't say anything either. He he when he reveals his cards. I'm pretty sure he just like smiles and just and yeah, he like because he's got he, he asks and he even uses his hand. Yeah, he does. I know he's, people, he's putting his hands up for numbers yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, as well. Goes, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. God, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder. I like that. I mean, to be fair though, I don't know if it was part of his character that he didn't talk English because not everyone speaks English. Um, no, I know. Maybe maybe that was I know, part. I don't true. know. Um, that's true. That's true. Interesting. Yeah. See, I've never noticed that before. Um, so because he yeah he does. Yeah, I he can't think of it. Yeah, I don't think he says. I don't think he says anything. I think he oh, just shows a, a, a face of grave disappointment when he's uh, he realizes that his hand gets beat. I mean that that sort of sequence of hands to happen. I mean the, the probability of it is is ridiculously short. Of course, it's a film and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it, it, in reality, it, it would be. I, I can't think of a situation that I've ever seen watching cards and True, but he's just come. Like that. I know, I know it's, a, I know it's a film. I know it's a film. I shouldn't. No, I shouldn't no, I know. I'm the same though. I'm the same though. To be fair Do though, you know I'm, what I mean? yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a guy who's just been out to his as as realistic as Casino Royale is. This is a guy who's just been poisoned, gone out to his car, stuck yeah, in his yeah. neck, been defibbed, and he walks back in like, sorry, that last time nearly killed me. Which is the only time in the end, all the films where Daniel Craig has like a proper Bond line. Um, like all the others, he, he doesn't. Um, oh, I, I love that film. Uh, so yeah, Bond, uh, not Bond, Largo does the whole... Oh yeah, this is it. So the there's that great kind of B 
between the lines face off that Bond has with his villains. So over the back of that table, we think um, you've got Emilio Lago um, and the guy from the beach, the American, who we find out later is Felix, is there as well. And this is where you find out it's not really his niece. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his mistress. Although I don't think we meet his wife, do we? Um, I'm not sure because Lope no. is not his wife, is she? Um, and Lago, um, he beats he beats Lago. Oh, no. and, then he, and I love how he's like beating him. And then as soon as she goes to get a drink, Bond's like, oh, I'll have to go as well. And he just like leaves the table to go get a drink with her. Um, and Lago um, invites Bond to dinner on Sunday, as you do. Um, and yes. I love that when Bond gets back to his hotel room, he's put a recording device in, in his room in a book. And then Bond looks around the room while it's playing it. And he hears, and you see Bond looking. And it, the camera shows his point of view, showing him, watch, look at the floor and figure out where the people have gone. And he figures out that there's still somebody in there. Mm. Um, and this is the bit where um, you think he's going to get shot with a silencer. And there's a guy in his shower. So Bond sticks the, uh, I think it's the hot water. Um, he sticks the hot water on. And then Bond knocks this guy out. Yeah. And I love the fact that he throw, he says, oh, I'm going to throw the small fish back. Go tell your boss. Like, this isn't a Bond who's so brutal that he, like Daniel Craig becomes, and, and, and later Bonds, maybe Dalton as well, where they they don't think further ahead. They just like deal with it and kill him. And then it's like, well, you could, there's other ways of sending a message. So he says, go back and tell your, your paymasters. So he yeah. sends him off. The value of a message is all I was trying to say. Uh, there's sharks in the swimming pool. So they throw this guy in the pool um, and he gets eaten by sharks. And then Bond gets help from um, like a local man um, who must be part of the like spy network called Pinder. And there's uh, Paula as well. Is it Paula? Yeah, Paula as well. Who's like a local woman as well. Paula, yeah, um, it is Paula. And, oh, Pauline, oh, Paula. Pauline. Paula, Paula. Well, oh, no, sorry, I've written down Paula down here. Um, and then, so part of the instruction to the British government was, look, if you agree to the terms of, of paying this money, make sure Big Ben strikes seven times, like tomorrow at 6pm, which they do, the government do it. Because uh, you hear the BBC Worldwide Service saying, oh, that Big Ben Big Ben struck seven times at 6 p.m., all this kind of thing. Um, and they kind of put out that it's mechanical failure. Yeah, yeah. Q turns up, gives him his Geiger counter watch, um, which, believe it or not, Ross, you love this fight, because it could have been us at the car booty, right? This Geiger counter watch was the only Bond film where they've used a, what they call, is it a dive, not a dive master. Um, oh, it's the only time they've ever used one of these watches. Uh, it's not an Omega, and it's not a, it's not a, Ro- um, it's not a Rolex. It's uh, um, is it Seamaster or something like that, or a, it's one of those watch. It's a watch. I think, I think the Dive Master is a version of. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a Dive Master. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I think I'm, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I did read up on this. I should have. Um, so anyway, just um, whatever it was, I'm being pedantic. Um, basically, it was like a souped-up version of that. Like they put an extra face on it, and and it went missing during filming. Um, so they yeah. used it, and then it went missing. Then it turned up in a car boot sale. Um, in like the 1990s and someone bought it for like 25 I don't know if it was quid or dollars right bought it at this car boot sale because it was just interesting looking found out what it was and then it, it got sold at Sotheby's for like oh god I don't know like £300,000 or something like that mm. um, that could have been us at the car booty no, we'd have recognised that watch we, we um, would have done we would have done to be yeah. fair I mean yeah we, we see all we've seen in front of us is a lot of Brick of brack, isn't it? And just <laughs> a lot of tat, as we would call it. Yeah, a lot um, of stuff that other people don't want, and rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and uh, it gives him an underwater camera, 
all things that sound really not the Geiger counter, but the underwater camera, all things now that sound quite trivial. Um, but back then were were quite revolutionary. So um oh yeah, and they give him like a little capsule that's like radioactive and Q's like, I'll take this it's a tracking device, and he's like, What now? Um I love that. The fact that like it's not just the more recent Bond films where they've had tracking devices, they were doing it in the sixties. He does it yeah, in, yeah. he does it in Goldfinger, doesn't he, with the, the heel of the shoe. Nobody puts it in the car. Yeah, yeah. And it gets crushed. Yeah. Um yeah. and to crack on. Yeah, so then we have the small scuba device that's supposed to give you four minutes of breathing air, which turns up again in Dying of the Day. Uh, yeah, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> let's not get into that. We'll be here for hours. Um, CGI. Ugh. Um, apparently, the authorities looked into making this for real and they asked the, the bond makers, oh, how... Uh, I, don't I know read that as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had to tell them, well, it was so sorry, but it's like, it's just a fake prop. Um, yeah. It's just people holding a breath. Um so he not Bond not meets Fiona Lopez and he gets in the car. He's like, "How far do you go?" And I'm like, "Oh, James!" Yeah. Like, um, it's uh, yeah. And then he Bond notices her spectre ring as well. Like, I love the fact that this secret organization they all have these rings. I mean, I know, yeah. it's a bit like Hostel if you've ever seen that film where every time that, oh, God, like, you yeah. can, I know, I know, I know. But it's just stick with me in my uh, my example of where they all like they're all like, they all go and pay all this money to kill people and then they all get this flipping bloodhound tattoo thing and you're like right well isn't that pretty, pretty <sighs> Sorry, to be fair, it, has happened. <laughs> it, has, it has happened mate because just to go back to and this always happens to me but to put it in a historical context a factual context at the end of the second world war when the british and the russians and the americans uh had germany on well the german and the german reich and everything we had when they had that under allied uh, occupation after the war ended um, the SS, uh, troop of the SS, um, I don't know if it was the Einsatzgruppen, which were the death squads, um, they had tattoos, I think it was on the bottom of their arm, around right, no. the elbow, and it had their blood group on it. Um, so what the Allies did was they, they, they looked for that because it was a, a signifying mark. Like If somebody had that tattoo of their blood mm. group, you knew that they were SS, you knew straight away because they were the only people to have it. Um, That's yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, disgustingly, you had the some of the Jewish inmates who had the the lucky few that survived. They had the you know the tattoos that had been put on with their numbers. skin with numbers. So, not to get not to get depressing, but yeah, just to put these in historical context, you know, sometimes they they, they come across as quite ridiculous in films, don't they? And then when you think when you think, oh, actually, stuff like that, you know, as well, the, the, in the um, it's in in Bond the uh, Lippy, I think. I don't think he's well. He doesn't have a spectre ring on. He has some sort of, a, and Bond says it's like a a, a, a tattoo from Macau or something. It's like a tribe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, with, with like a, a line running through. Ah, it, yeah, because he just yes, yeah, that's it. Because he describes it to Manipani on the payphone yeah. when he before he's in that clinic, and that's when he sees the body getting taken in. Because Bond, ah, this is how it all unravels. Because we're skipping back again, but Bond sees uh, the real uh, Deval's body. So he knows yeah. something's going on. He's like, look, something's going on here. Um, anyway, sorry, mate, go on. No, no, it was just that he, he said he was from the, I think he's not, is it from, might, I think it might have been from the sex trade in Macau or something, but equally, there's another Bond film where, which is it? Oh, my God. Where they end up in Macau and 
the girl, oh, which film is it? She's smoking cigarettes. They're in the casino. Oh, it's not. Um, it's not. It's not Goldeneye with flipping on a top, is it? No, no. Um, oh. It's 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 one of the Daniel Craig ones. I can't think if it's Spectre, Skyfall. It might be Spectre. The one with the, the scene with the Komodo dragons. Oh, that's. Uh, oh. Skyfall, or, or is it Quantum? No, it's not Quantum Solace. Yeah, because Bond goes through. Is that the one where he's on that like the canoe thing and he goes through like the fireworks? And all? Is that that bit? Yeah, yeah. I think it was Spectre. It no, it was, no, it's Skyfall. I think it's Skyfall. It's Skyfall. Because yeah. That was that was his first one. The director who's known for being that kind of visual director. I think that was. I think it was Skyfall. I think. Right, because the the. the... Just, I mean, it, it's oh, was it? Point. Oh, I don't know, mate. I can't. Oh, was it? Oh, so it's that, one of the that two. Woman, that woman in there, I, she has a tattoo, not on a hand, on a wrist, I think. And he's like, Oh, I, I know your backstory. Uh, you were sold off to the Macau sex trade, what, 13, 14, or something like that. Because oh, he, yeah. he, he sees the tattoo on a wrist, but it's all. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if they're actually the same tattoos. Skyfall, That's, it was. Uh, yeah, it was Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's it, it's to do. They're both to do. I'm sure with Macau. I'm sure they're both to do with Macau. Yes, that's it. That, that's but. it. Because uh, in Skyfall, it's the Macau's Golden Dragon Casino. Um, yeah. yeah, it's Sam Mendes. That was the director. And um, she's is 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 her tattoo like a Macau sex trade tattoo? Because I think that. It, there's something like that said about Lippy, actually. Mm. In fact, ah, uh, yes, I've yes, it. yes, you're right. Okay, so her name's Severine, right? She's a uh, character who appears in Skyfall, and he identifies her wrist tattoo as a as a mark of the Macau sex trade. Yeah, uh, yeah. So with the, that, the, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's yeah, the girl who smokes all the cigarettes. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I might, I'm minded to seek stick on this the scene from Thunderball in the background. And see what they actually say about Wait, yeah okay so they're searching for the the play and they can't find it oh yeah and i don't know if you noticed but they get um uh, they get his drink right so when he meets when he goes for dinner um to lagos lagos is out to rum collins which was like bomb's drink um yeah in the early films which i think is what he drinks at dr knows um like lair and i think, I think, right I think the whole thing was was that Doc? I don't know if they confirmed it in this one. I can't remember. I don't think they did in this one, but I think they do later on. Um, Doctor No was uh, an operative for. Oh no, no! I tell you what it is. I th- oh no! See, it was smirched then, wasn't it? Um. Anyway, yeah, I think he was meant to be part of Spectre. He was like one of their agents, but Bond ends up killing him, you know. Um. So I think that was why. I think that's a little bit of a tip the tip of the hat, saying, "Oh, we know who you are." Um, although he uses the same, he uses his name all the way through anyway. Um, yeah. So he gets gets his drink right, and um, it's a good point that I never thought of that. So Bond's pretending to, oh, he's on this island and it's like skeet shooting at him or clay pigeon shooting, whatever you want to call it. Um, and Bond's like, oh, it seems really difficult. And then he fires it in the air, and he just shoots it without even looking at it. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh no, it's not difficult. I loved all that lot. That like the face off with the main villain, um, but it's like a a mind thing, isn't it? Like, there's no fighting or anything. It's just that kind of... I love that kind of... I know who you are and you know who I am, but we're not going to talk yeah. about it. 
we're just going to pretend to be civil whilst we're all trying to figure everything out. Um, and they, they, they tend to have that in every Bond film, I think. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, it's a trope, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and they're basically trying to keep him, keep him alive. They're, they're keeping Bond alive because if they know if they kill him, the government will descend. Um, even though the guy, because uh, Lope or whatever her name is, she she like has a goat uh, at Lago. She's like, she says, look, you know, if, for your stupidity, you nearly killed him last night. That would have brought the government down on us because. I think it's Nassau in the Bahamas, which was still a British, I don't know if it was a protectorate, but it was still part of the Commonwealth. And still not the, I might even, no, it won't have been the Commonwealth, I think. Um, it like would have been, the, I think. I mean, the Queen is the head of state. Because you see in the, sorry, mate, the Mardi Gras later on. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. see like Union Jacks everywhere. So pro British, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, then. Um, they they knock out Bond's associate Paula and take her hostage, um, and they find the pictures that Bond took of the disco volantes under what hatch. Oh, because there's a great scene earlier when he when he goes in and takes the photos. And um, my notes aren't great sometimes because I get that I enjoy the film that much I forget to write it down. Because there's a scene okay. where he, he he swims around, he takes the pictures, and then they hand grenade him, don't they? Yes. Um, and he yeah. just and he just about escapes um, with his life, and. Uh, where we're we up to, yeah. Um, Domino is with Bond at the Mardi Gras, and Bond's associate um, asks the governor. Uh, I think Pinder asks the governor of the Bahamas to make a power cut at a certain mm. time, so he can so Bond can sneak into Lago's compound um, without arousing uh, like arousing suspicion. Um, and they ha- then they've got Bond's associate Paula, and then she takes some kind of cyanide capsule. Um, rather than talking, which is interesting because that happens a few times in these films, doesn't it? Mm. More famously with, uh, what's his name? Who, although I didn't like the film, I thought the villain was great. Um, what's his name? Played by Javier Bardem. Get oh, um, oh, what's he called? Silver, Silver. Silver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tia- is it? Not, not, Tia- not Tiago. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Fabio De Silva, not not Fabio no, De Silva, he's played for Borough as well. Yeah, yeah. My God. I'm just uh, basically going for the old Brazil team. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. What was his name? Anyway. Um, so Bond, Bond manages to get away. Um, and this is another thing. He's a spy. He hides. He doesn't just shoot, but he shoots people when he has to. Mm. Or, like, knocks them out. But he sneaks around, like, Connery's Bond climbs over roofs and yeah and does that a lot. Like I know Daniel Craig and, and other Bonds have done it. Um, like I love the scene in I don't know which one it is. I think it's Connery's Bond. It's where he like he gets out of the hotel by by walking like the other side of the banister. Uh, you know uh, that kind of thing. Um, but I, I just I love that. Like I'd forgotten how much of a spy Bond is in these early ones. Um, and but he loses. Yeah, Sorry, it does God. make for very, very, very tense scenes as well, which yeah. is, you know. Which is how uh, you'd think it would be. Yeah. If yeah. you had to do this. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he's a very efficient spy. Loses his gun getting away. Um, mm. And then Bond and a guy end up fighting in the pool. So they just cover, yeah, yeah. They just cover the, the pool with a steel cover. Um, and Bond manages to stab the guy, uses his mini breather. Um and I, I I wrote down how the hell the film those scenes with Connery and the sharks. I'll never know. Um, but apparently, well, I, like, I, I, I sorry, was go say, on, I read, you you probably read the same web page as me earlier on. So 
go on, fire away. No, no, you go for me, go for it. I've talked enough. I was going to say that, <laughs> so, a lot of it, um, they said was sort of good editing, but there the, the had to actually be a point where Connery was in the same pool as the Sharks and the, um, I think the director um, said we had to get him in. He didn't want to go in just with them because he was aware that there were live Sharks. But the director gave him, him some assurance that they were going to use sort of Persplex. Yeah. Um, uh, to um, prevent him from being in contact with the shark. And I'll, I'll go into it in a sec, but the director said after, look, um, what we didn't tell him is we were four foot short. So there was a gap of about four foot. Um, and you can you can see that at the end of that scene where they said that when the shark, and it's literally just as he gets out, when the shark is going towards him, that was, that was real. Yeah, um, well, you can see the surprise, and, the shock in his face. And yes, like, I know yeah. actors can act, but when that scene where you see Connery's face, just like, Jesus, like, and he's yes. looking, his eyes go dead wide. You're like, yeah. That How close was that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, can but you I imagine? I, I, I was going to say, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know much about marine uh, aquatics or anything like that. Um, I don't know wh- whether those those particular sharks are dangerous or anything like that. I don't oh, know. well. They're not, see, he calls them like golden reef sharks or something. They're not, they're just like a, they're, they're not, they're not what they say they are. They're like a, they're a type of shark that are still dangerous. Well, all sharks are dangerous to, to humans, pretty much. Uh, shot of the basking shark, I'd imagine. But uh, no, yeah, um, they, they were still dangerous to have in there. But um, yeah, well, it's, it's funny you mentioned talking about films, just for a bit of trivia for the people listening. Um, this is another, that, that, that way of doing it, the old-fashioned way, which is instead of CGI, just putting a piece of glass or a piece of perfect perspex between the actor and an animal. Do you know the famous scene in Indiana Jones um, and the uh, oh my god, it's gonna, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Um, you know the film where uh, the scene where he like falls into the snake pit bit, and that snake like rears up. Oh, right yeah, yeah. Him. There's a yeah. piece of glass between them, so yeah. that's how they did that. Um, so that's how they would get around it, and like because that's the thing with this film, like it holds up like ridiculously well. Like there's a few bits where they've sped like they've sped the they've sped the speed up, they've sped the film up to make a car look quicker or to make a boat look quicker. And it's a little bit funky, yeah. Um, but considering there's like no CGI in this film whatsoever, yeah. like it's ridiculous. I mean, it was what it came out in 1965. I mean, 57 years old or whatever it is now. I mean, it's it's just. Um, but this will hold up long. I mean, the the attitudes in it probably won't, but the um. <laughs> The uh, like the, the film will hold up a lot uh, a lot longer than some of the new ones. I think I think that's why Casino Royale is so good because it it went back to that didn't it and started doing things like the crane scene in that. Um, this is going to be half. This podcast is just half us, just like fawning over Casino Royale. Um, yeah, yeah you're um, right. So, Grateful, by the way. Oh, it is. Uh, if we, if we <laughs> haven't made it clear already, um, yeah. and then Bond gets to his gets towards hotel. This is the classic scene as well. Gets to his hotel, finds Fiona Lopez, and she's like, oh, I can't do her accent. But she's dubbed as well. Um, he says, give me something to put on. So he just gives her a pair of shoes and then just sits yeah. on the chair in front of her, like, out you get. Um, and um, she manages to, like, she takes the towel off her head and puts it around her. Um, and she's been put in Paula's room next to Bonds, and there's this whole thing, like, oh, it's as if it was intended. Um, and then I thought she'd got his gun, but she turns her gun. He's good on him, but it's not his gun. 
it's hers because um, he kept his gun under his pillow, which is a, a trope that Bond carries uh, throughout the films. Um, most famously, I think, in Tomorrow Never Dies, where he says to, oh, God, my brain's going long week uh, <laughs> for us all. Um, what is her name? Oh, it's Stingley's wife. Um, Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher, yeah. What's her name in it? I can't remember. I know what you mean, though. You just, anyway. you just tell her, didn't he? Yeah, because it's like, tell me, James, do you still sleep with a gun under your pillow? Um, oh, that's going to annoy me. That will annoy me, that. Right, what's his name? What's the main villain's name? Because if I get his surname, I'll get her name. Um, Carver, is it? Yes. Elliot oh, Carver? Elliot Carver and... Oh, mate. Got Mrs. Carver. <laughs> Mrs. Carver just... <laughs> yeah. Um, oh... Domino, not Domino, Dirt. Anyway, uh, we'll have to go on because I'll be here forever. Right, I found out who that was. We've just had a quick pause there, a quick break for the people who are listening, um, if you're still here. Um, Paris, Paris Carver. How did we forget oh, that? Because he comes yes. in and like, hello, Paris. I wondered how I'd ever feel if I saw you again. She smacked him around the face. Oh, yes. Mate, we're yeah. slipping, you know. I'm going to have to go. To be fair, though, Tomorrow Never Dies is a film that, like, I watched Goldeneye and I love it. And then I love, I don't know why, Maybe it's probably just a speedboat scene. I love, uh, like, The World Is Not Enough. No, yeah, I love that one. And then Dine of the Day, I've, been, I've seen it like three times, I think. Um, and Tomorrow Never Dies... That is the worst of them all. I've, I, just, I'll put it out there. Of every single James Bond film that's ever been out, uh, mm. I have a low opinion of a lot of them, but it doesn't get any lower than that. Oh, I don't know, mate. At least it was trying to be a Bond film. Like, No Time to Die. That's not a Bond film for me. I'm sorry. I'm, and that's good. People aren't going to like that, but... It's my opinion. It wasn't a Bond film. It was good, but it wasn't a Bond film. Yeah, it was like, it was more like a drama, to be honest with you. Oh, we don't want um, that. We don't want drama. We don't want it. Like we want escapism. Yeah. We don't. I mean, I do anyway. Um, well, yeah, yeah. If I want, it, it, if I want that kind of emotional story, I'll go watch one of the Bond films that did that. Yeah. At least the first two till they killed her off. Um, or yeah. Downtown Abbey or something like that. I've not seen that. You know, Downtown Abbey. Believe it or not. Have you not? No. I've realised they've just called it Downtown Abbey as well. I mean, <laughs> that probably would be a, a hell of a lot um, more entertaining, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, and this is where they've got the... the so she, she pulls a gun on him, takes his gun, and she's like... And he says to her, my dear... I can't do the accent. I wish I could. He's like, my dear girl, don't flatter yourself. What I did tonight was for King and Country. You don't yeah. think you gave me any pleasure, did you? And I thought it was funny that he said King and Country because... Since, like, what, 53, it had been for Queen, but whatever. I don't know why he says that. Um, and he says, oh, you, you know, and she's like, but of course I forgot your ego. James Bond only has to make love to a woman and she hears heavenly choirs singing. Then they join the path of righteousness again. Uh, and he's, like, just quips it up with, well, you can't win them all. Uh, but yeah. it's that great interplay between, like, a strong man and a very, very strong woman as well. Like, yeah. and she throws it back in his face, like, how ridiculous he is. And, like, I mean... But doesn't like he just quips it off, um. So it shows even in the sixties they knew like how like over the top it was, yeah. And embraced it, but at the same time they're still like, um. Like I said earlier, they put this in because of criticism of Goldfinger. I was going to uh, so, say I don't, I don't think in any Bond film up until that point, uh, Doctor No from Russia with Love, uh, Goldfinger, that ever that ever been sort of a woman who'd back chatted him ever. Mm, I can't think of. No, I don't I think, think so anything specific and that was sort of like 
I mean, you, you watch you do, you do, when, when you do watch it, you do sort of think, oh, good on you, fair play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, you do make an interesting remark about King Country. The only thing I could think of, possibly, um, is... Unless he was in service before the Queen came along. Because, I mean, she'd only... Be, I mean... I mean, yeah, or, or unless the unless unless it's, I don't, I, no, I don't think it, it is. So I say unless it's meant to be set earlier, um, it's meant to be. Set, I don't know when the book was written or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just an interesting throwaway line. I thought, what do you mean, king? Like it wouldn't have been yeah, king. Yeah. But maybe, I, I mean, maybe that was just the way they said it. But um, just in terms of, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. But. Um, yeah, so no, but it is. It's it's that great kind of interplay. Like, you don't have to have a man belittled in a film to make the woman look good. You can have a woman stand opposite a bloke and say, even in the sixties, and say, "Well, hang on a minute, like, I'm not having this." Um, yeah. And I love. I mean, oh, yeah, she's a she's a. I mean, and also she's a bad guy in it, but um, you know, you can see why she's she's doing as she as she does. And I mean, he nearly gets killed pretty much by her and um, a couple of the a couple of the guys. So Bond gets away. This is where he's in the car with them for the Mardi Gras, and he he improvises, knocks that vodka or whatever it is out of that guy's arm and lights it, and it blows yeah. up. That was a bit over the top, but I enjoyed it. Um, well, it's, it's it's frustrating as well because I watched that back, and the lighter which lights it on fire is presumably the one that's meant to be in her hand. She's got like a big massive zippo, and the actual lighter that they go to when the the fire lights is like a little buddy. 20p lighter from Londis or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's it's rubbish. Like it, uh, I, I, I think I think that's how it goes. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, it's the kind of thing I usually I'm slipping. You know, that's I was enjoying it too much. That's the kind of thing I'd usually pick up on. Well, well, um, backtracking as well. I don't know if you noticed. You know, we run about the the spinal board and when he's on that machine thing. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, it really, it's really strange. You know, I noticed I'm. I'm it, I, I'm I'm not reading too much into it because I don't think there is any hidden meaning with it or anything like that. But when like Lippy's trying to move the lever up to put it on full power, he doesn't seem to have full function of his hand. It seems like he's got like a dead arm or something. Like is if you watch him try and grip it, and that he doesn't he doesn't grip it properly, and it's like it's like as if uh, uh, he he doesn't have full function of his hand. It's straight. I mean, that just may be his hand. I don't know. Oh. But it's um, it's it's weird. I can't say I noticed. I kind of want to watch it again now, just to pick out these things. That's part of the beauty of doing this as well. But no, yeah. I, I um, yeah, I never noticed. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe you wonder sometimes because I know films like made back then they don't do the whole deleted scenes thing. So you do wonder yeah. if there was. I mean, although I tell you what, actually, that might be. We might just be making it up, but that might explain why there's no explanation if there was scenes cut out of it. It's two hours and ten minutes. If there were scenes cut out of it um, that explained why he wasn't like burnt to bits, you know, after after he like trapped him in that little cooker or whatever it was, um, yeah. maybe that might explain. I'd, I mean, it wouldn't explain why his hands like that because it's before that. But yeah, I've never noticed. Interesting. I, I, I don't. Uh, I'll do, double check it. Double checking and get back to me because I <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I'm saying things. <laughs> I don't generally tend to say things, but. Um, yeah, I, uh, and I don't know if I'm just overanalyzing it. It was just the slightest thing, but so I when I looked at it, I thought, and I haven't watched it back since I looked at it. I, I yeah. thought it's uh, yeah, it's strange, but anyway. yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, to be fair, you got like in doing this podcast, and I don't, I don't mind people hearing this, but when you like review films, 
sometimes you don't want to do like your favorite films. Like I reviewed yeah. The Mummy with uh, uh, Mark from 100 Things um, We Learned from Film, uh, which is a great podcast, isn't it, honestly? Um, and that, like, I almost didn't want to do it because you don't want to watch a film back that you love. And then when you start talking about it and unpick it properly, it falls to pieces in front of you. Thankfully, yeah. the mummy didn't, and I was worried watching these that it would fall to bits, um, or that I would find it like just so uncomfortable to watch, um, just because of certain attitudes. But I didn't. I, I really genuinely loved it. Um, so yeah, Bond runs away, he gets away after the little zippo and then a Londis lighter uh, morphs yeah. and blows up, and um, so Bond gets away and uh, he gets shot in the ankle. And another thing, I love the fact that he gets injured in these early ones. Um, yes. Like after this. Uh, he never gets pretty much injured or shot out again, I don't think. Uh, I'm not counting no time Until tonight. Skyfall. Um, oh, Daniel Craig gets shot in every bloody film. And he retires every film. Like, oh, it's <laughs> just like, come on, mate. Like, I don't, and like, it, does he, does he, here's the thing. Does he have one single film where he's actually bona fide Bond? Like, he's proper 007. Like, he's in his prime. No, oh, he has Casino Royale where he's starting off. But he has quantum solids when he's kind of becoming Bond. You could argue that one, maybe. I was going to say, if I was going to argue for one of them, it'd be that one. But that I was, mean, that's, that. It's kind of a book, it's like a bookend to Casino. It's like, it felt like it should have been on the special features of Casino Royale, if you know what I mean. It's like, it's yeah. kind of like part two, isn't it? Um, And then, what, Skyfall, he gets shot off a train. Like, I never liked that. He gets blown off a train by a high-powered rifle. And then he's got like a few splinters in his, in his flipping shoulder where like, he got shot with some irradiated bullet fragment things early, and I'm like, well, where's the bullet from the... Oh. Because in the next scene, you see him sat in bed with his Heineken. <laughs> First bloody Heineken, right? Sat in bed with his Heineken, and then he's like with them, and he's all supposed to be dead out of shape. Mate, if that, I want to look like that if that's out of shape for a start, right? <laughs> and, and then and, uh, and, and he's just sat there, and I'm like, if you got hit by that bullet that knocked you off the train into the big viaduct thing, like, into the, like from the viaduct, like, what Where's the oh man, that blow hole in you that because and then there's a bit in it later on where he's like, Oh, you only missed when he when he sees Many Penny again first time years, he's like, Oh, you just missed a few of the bite arguments. I'm like, How you want to get shot in the shoulder? Oh, don't get me started. Like, I'm well, on, he'd, I'm he'd, it now. He'd have died from the fall in any event, I mean, not to or drowned because he sinks, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he did, he did, died a million percent died from the fall, some ridiculous heights, but anyway. Well, yeah, because he's, he's dead now anyway, and he so it's uh, <laughs> my love for it's dead. I tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, so he gets shot in the in the ankle, and they follow the blood trail. And I, I thought it was such an amazing sequence. There, the music by John Barry, which is um, James Bond theme, because people think James Bond theme is the one you hear at the beginning. That's not that's 007, I think, um, right. or whichever way it is, because it's um, that be- that you don't hear in the the uh, you don't hear in the films anymore that beautiful um, music, you know, where he's like, That's the one, yeah, that one. Um, and the visuals of the Mardi Gras, like the, the visual spectacle and the tension is brilliant. It's paced really well because sometimes I worry with the Connery ones that the pacing, like, because the, the films are more old fashioned and they took more time to build things up, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But when you've, I mean, you grow up in the 90s like we did and you get used to action films being very, very quick. Sometimes the films could be a bit like a bit boring when you watch an old film back. You're like, oh, it's just never going to get going. Um, but it's very well paced, I felt. But yeah, the Kiss Kiss Club, uh, you hear a remnant of Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, that's like, so when you hear the do do 
you hear that in the background um, right, that's yeah. that's that's the tune from it so you still hear it um bond dances with some random woman again using these um really clever ways of, of, of getting a little bit of cover so he just walks up to that woman and is like oh thank you i'd be delighted and just pulls out the dance yeah. floor um um although connery doesn't talk like that i don't know why i did it posh voice um, <laughs> and then lope cuts in and she's like you should have told me you had a wife um and then they try to shoot bond because you have that brilliant scene where they've got that guy on the drums um, yeah, they, yeah. They're going to shoot him because this this hand comes up from behind the curtain. Chat, which I thought was great. Um, and they try and kill Bond, but he swings her around, and she gets shot. And then like the blood drips in between his fingers, um, and like they all run off. Uh, and, and just Bond, just Connery's Bond, just puts her down. And I think this is there's a homage to this scene Royale when he when he puts uh, well he doesn't say anything but he puts you know the when he kills the guy in the casino and he puts uh, in that body exhibition yeah yeah because yeah. Um, he, he he puts him down and does that like slap the face thing but uh, in this he puts it down and he says um do you mind if my friend my friend sits this one out she's just dead and just like <laughs> off he goes um you see bond again searching the helicopter they found the vulcan this time to follow up the sharks um and yes yeah, so i put claudine arga who played uh, lope and Adolfo Celli both had their lines dubbed in full due to their thick accents. A bit like um, Goldfinger, uh, played by Gert Frober. Um, because, oh, um, yeah, he was dubbed. Oh, yeah, because you watch that. Uh, and there's an interview where um, the late great Anna Blackman, she talks about, uh, played Pussy Galore, when she talks about when there was Saturday, you know, when they sat having mint juleps around that little table. She yeah, said, yeah. when we were filming that, you had like Connery give his line, I had give my line. And then you just get Ikein, da da da, all this German, and then he'd stop and she'd throw her line in, so they dubbed it completely. Like he could talk bits of English, but not a lot, because he's in, he plays uh, Baron von Bomberg, or whatever his name is, uh, in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which was um, like it was filmed with a lot of the Bond actors, Desmond Llewellyn and all that lot, um, mm-hmm. by a lot of the same team. And he, um, by any telling story as well, and he's in that. Um, and he was dubbed in that completely because his accent was uh, well. He, he couldn't speak a lot of English, so it was right. um, it was a trope they did. They did it right up until Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which like I've got a mate who loves it. Right, I can't stand it. Like I, because there's that. a massive yeah because there's, there's a massive scene in it where he plays. I so Edmund Hillary. Yeah, that's a uh, no. I said Edmund Hillary's a, a, a mountaineer. He climbed Everest. He plays Sir Hillary, you're right. I don't think it's Edmund Hillary, but it's Sir Hillary, isn't it? Oh, right, okay. Sir Hillary something. Sir, uh, Sir Hillary, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sir Hillary. No, no, you're right, it's Sir Hillary something. And that whole scene is, oh, mate, you can you can see it. It's like watching a foreign dub. It's mm. awful. Like, if you watch Das Boot dubbed, you know that the English isn't actually there, so you kind of let it go. Anyway, so, yeah, oh, God. Just, they just, I swear to God, they're like conversations about films and just a little bit of me just getting annoyed about stuff. Um so yeah, um, so they they oh yeah, and then he's with Domino on the beach, and she stands on a, a fish spine thing, so she bites it out of her foot, and then um, one of Largo's henchmen, Vargas, appears, and this is where you get the famous bit where he spins around with a spear gun and like shoots him into the tree. He's like, I think he got the point, and um, just oh, just classic. Without even looking as well. Just... Oh yeah, it's Bond because it, it's like bang bang. And I love well, how long. Bang, bang, just bang. I love how yeah. <laughs> I love how long the guy, um, all the bad guys in this spend, like, screwing the silencer on. 
Like if you just yeah. left the silencer, you'd be fine. Uh, screw, screwing the silencer on, on on what looks to be a deserted island as well. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like why you're in the middle of nowhere? You could have shot him, shot her, and been off. And I'm sure you met Lago would have given you a good alibi. You'd, be, you'd probably be fine. Um, so yeah, then we get, and this is where my notes went right at the end because my notes just went because I was too busy enjoying it. You get this extended underwater fight sequence. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I've heard a bit. Of, I've read criticism, in, not that I pay much attention to reviews, but um, like proper reviews, um, where they've criticised <laughs> the underwater. No, you know what I mean. Uh, where not like, like this amateur crap. <laughs> <laughs> keep listening. But I mean, yeah, and then they, they say like, oh, this is like one of the most ineffective ones because you can't tell who's who. And it's like, yes, you can. Like that scene where, again, no CGI, where they all, they all paratroop in, in the, <clears throat> the red, the fantastically red suits. They're the good guys and the guys in black are the bad guys. Uh, yeah. And the, they, you know who Bond is because he's got that big pack on his back, hasn't he? Mm. Um, or whatever they're called. Um, Ligo gets away. Of course he does. Uh, Bond chases him. He gets back to the Disco Volante and they jettison Cocoon. And um, there's like a class gun battle between the Navy and, and they're the, like the, the left the behind it. Yeah, 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 that's meant that. Um, the hydrophile spill, uh, with the hydrophile, which is what the boat is now, uh, speeds away. Um, and then there's that little guy who like frees Domino out of nowhere. And he's like, they can't, because they've still got one bomb. He's like, oh, threw away the arming device. This is what I mean. Like, it feels like there's a few missing scenes. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just appears out yeah. of nowhere, doesn't he? He reminds me of oh, who was in another one. Um, you know, in uh, the one with Scaramanga. What knickknack? No, no, no. Ah, not Scaramanga. Um, oh, license to kill with um, is he called Rodrigo or something? Oh yeah. Um. Oh, the guy with I, the scar on his face. Not scar, yeah. I've, I've, I've said scaramanga because the guy's got a scar on his face, and the it the, the the big drug baron bloke, and he's got that little sort of American scientist bloke who's assisting with him filtering the heroin or whatever they're doing the the opiates. Um, yeah, dark them films aren't they? Those don't they are. they're proper dark. I have you know what, mate. Yeah. I, I've probably seen those like once each. I'm not even kidding. I've got. I think I've, I need to get them and watch them because I haven't. I can't remember them at all. Mm. Um, the, well, that, that, it, it is. I, I do quite enjoy it. But the that uh, is it. Is it him? Who I'm thinking of. Anyway, there's there's a, there's a film. There's a scientist bloke in that who he doesn't turn good, but he sort of you know goes against the the, the villain. Um, but there's a scientist in another one who sort of. He turns around and does something good for Bond. I'll, I'll have to have a think. Yeah, I'll have to have I, a think. I think I do think thinking back, it's happened a few times in the, the Bond yeah. films. Um, but this one just felt a little, little bit out of nowhere. Um, but it's not perfect. No, no Bond film ever is. Bond beats the hell out of the crew. Um, and I've put like what they managed to create in the sixties with no CGI, like rivals. I think anything done today. Um, Michael pulls a gun on Bond. Um, and he's about to shoot him, but Domino shoots him in the back with a spear gun. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have to jump off um, because that little fella, like at the end, um, so they all jump off the boat and the boat smashes into the island, explodes. Now that explosion was so powerful it blew out windows on the island. Um, yeah. No. Because now, like when they do anything, uh, I mean maybe that's why they've got the CGI to an extent. But whenever they do explosions, they have to do like a, a radius to see how far out 
the same with Sonic yeah. Booms, you know, when they fly planes over and stuff. And they, yeah, they're yeah. only allowed to do them at certain points and things like that, because it uh, one of the reasons why Concorde went, went under as well, because they could only fly it at certain speeds over open waters. Anyway, um, so um, so they all jump off the boat anyway. And then he gets in the life raft with Dominoes. Don't know where that little fella's gone. We don't know where he's gone. Because he yeah, no. he's like, oh, I can't swim. And Bond's like, there's never a better time to learn. Gives him one of those life rings and just pushes him off. Um, and, and he just disappears. Like, if John knows where he is. Like, um, and then Bond's like, and again, like, I'd not noticed before. And I, I don't usually get into it on these. Um, but the bit at the end where Bond's like sorting all this stuff out, you know, and he's sorting the Skyhook stuff out. And, and she's just sat there looking at him. Like, yeah. a gog, like, oh, look at the man figuring stuff out. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's a little bit. Like, well, it was just really on the nose. Like, oh, like, because she'd been, she'd been quite a decent character until then. She'd been quite strong. Um, yeah. I mean, I know she, I mean, I know it's probably just confusion as to what he's doing. Because um, I think she's meant to be like the audience at that point. You don't know what he's doing. Because he, mm. in the other films, oh, which one is it? Ah, that's the end of, um, funny enough, that's the end of Tomorrow Never Dies to bring it full circle with that film. Because he ends up on a raft at the end of that, doesn't he, with uh, someone. And the, the ship, oh, no, no. I'm no, it's not Tomorrow Never Dies. It's, oh, it's, Con- it's, it's not Sean Connery. It's a Roger Miller one where they're, because um, he, he... Commander Bond, because the Roger... ship goes past, doesn't it? Is it the one where they get he gets there's a, there's a parrot there, uh, the Margaret Thatcher's on the phone, uh, and the he, he gives he is gives it, the phone to the bloody parrot. Is it? Is it octop? No. No, it's the one that it's the one with the Greek girl. Um, oh, it begins with an N. Oh, oh, the film. The film begins. Yeah. With an N. Yeah. Well, what were, what were, uh, no, off the top of my head. I know you love the Roger Moores as well. I'm I'm not a massive fan of them. I think they're very very dated, especially as they go to America. There's no there's no there's no film given then. For, so there's there's Live and Let Die, The Spy Love Me. Is The Spy Love Me? Is it Spy Love Me? No, it's uh, for your eyes only. Why do I think it begins with N? I have no idea. <laughs> not for but your I eyes no only. Like, yeah, it's 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 for your eyes only. The uh, <sighs> I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, well, at least I wasn't completely... I knew it was on one film. I just couldn't remember which one it was. So, yeah, God knows where that little, little fella is. He's, he's off. Um, and, it, yeah, he inflates the, this, like, little bag that says, like, when arrows meet. And it looks like one of the old air raid balloons, but smaller. And then they get skyhooked and whipped away. And for audiences who haven't seen this, it's a bit like what happens in... Um, well, it's exactly what happens, uh, except it's cooler in this film, in uh, The Dark Knight, where they, it gets low out of, uh, out of China. Um, using Skyhook um, and I th- it's, it's an unbelievable ending I mean I think this is honestly like probably one of the best Bond endings I, c- I think you could argue it probably not one of the best Bond films um, but one of the best Bond endings I think just he gets whipped away the music plays um, you know he's got the he's got the girl um, woman whatever um, and and I just wrote in big capitals this is what Bond is meant to be you know the, the update it you know, I've have more modern values, cost. You know, you move with the times like everything else. Um, and I do think it's a rather underrated film uh, in terms of the Bond because it comes between. You know, you had. I mean, I'm not a massive fan because it's kind of low budget, and it was like Doctor No. I'm not a massive fan of it. I think it's a bit. No, I don't, I'm not a big fan. Um, I, I've not seen it many times. From Russia with Love, I think it's one of the best. Well, we we yeah. love that one. 
Uh, Goldfinger is a classic. Um, a bit slow in parts. I think it's rose-tinted glasses on that one a little bit. But it's I iconic. Prefer this, I prefer this to Goldfinger. Yeah, I prefer From Russia Love, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and, yeah. Well, I prefer that one. Well, this film, Thunderball, had a, a bigger um, budget than the first three films combined, uh, which All is right, quite yeah. impressive. Um, and, and also, it comes between Goldfinger and You Want to Live Twice. Now, for whatever you think you want to live twice with the whole changing bond into Japanese at a certain point, whatever, because that, yeah, I mean, that doesn't, I mean, yeah, we're not getting into that. But um, I do think that's got some class. I mean, you get Little Nelly, you get the Volcano Base, you get Blofeld. I think that's the film where they call him Blofeld to find out he's number one. Um, and I do think this, like, suffers because it comes amongst those. Um, and then, obviously, after You Want to Live Twice, you end up with, uh, that was meant to be his last one, wasn't it? And then you got yeah, and then you got Secret Service, and then you got Connery's grand Connery's grand return in Diamonds Are Forever. Um, horrendous. <laughs> it is horrendous. Um, Absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's not great. It is. Um, no. That seems it's, to have that seems to be a trope of Bonds. They end on a bad film. Have you noticed? Yeah. Like yeah, Connery ended on a bad one. Actually. I mean, you can't really count George Lazenby. Um, because he only had one, and and a lot of people love on a Secret Service. That was probably another thing that rankled with No Time to Die that they kept homaging back to that. And I was like, I don't like yeah. that one. Stop doing it. They did. They did. It's out of nowhere. Doing my editing. It was out of place. So out of place. Yeah. And they were trying to get Daniel Craig to have these like quips. It didn't work with this guy. He was all mopey and he had, he'd lost his great love and all this, and and then yeah. uh, you know being betrayed again. And then he was doing these quips like, oh. It blew his eye out, it blew his brain. You know that thing where he has the Q gadget thing and it blows mm-hmm. that guy's head or whatever. And he's like, Oh, yeah, it, it blew his mind. And you're like, Really? It's this mm. not Daniel Craig's. It was just, oh, it was a mess. Anyway, was, there was, it'd be interesting to sort of tally them up because there wasn't loads, I thought, just watching it in, in real time. And I haven't, I haven't watched it since. Um, but it doesn't make sense because it was rebooted. He didn't marry in the Daniel Craig. It was meant to be, a, oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, a soft reboot, if you will, but still it wasn't... Oh, it just didn't make sense in that. Another thing that annoyed me, right, is that, like, as, as good as Leah Sidhu was as... Um, can't I remember her name. Madeline Swan, right? Good name. Uh, as good as she was, Bond's great love for me, right, will always be Vespa. Like, if you... that That's that's it for me. Um, so, so what? And the whole... Oh, I, I just didn't... I wasn't a big fan of it, mate. Well, you can tell. <laughs> but no. it was just, I don't know. Um, and it was so unbond-like as well. Like, whoever comes back as the next Bond, right? Whoever they do it, um, it, it, it changes the stakes completely because the whole point of Bond is that he always survives. Now, I know that in the newer films, they got away from playing the theme tune all the time because when that played, you knew it meant Bond was safe. You know, even the famous parachute scene, Union Jack. Whenever it was played, it's like, oh, Bond's safe. He's nice one. But um, they've gone like two, like, you've killed Bond now. So what are you going to do? Are you going to just ignore what happened? Are you going to yeah. have Bond as a code name? Which I know they alluded to in On a Magic Secret Service because he says something like, this never happened to the other guy. But they quickly realised they didn't want to go down that route and mm. retroactively just condemned it and ignored it. Um, Bond's meant to be the same character. So if you kill him off, where's the state? Like, oh, well, we've killed him. Right, okay. So that means Bond could die at the end of every film and then yeah. come back. I just yeah. I just felt it cheapened it. And it's, it's still right. It still hurts now, how long has it been out, that film? 
<laughs> still, about four, five months yeah. maybe. Yeah, still, yeah. still rankles. But yeah, well, I, I, I don't, I don't like to think about it. But <laughs> I, I, I haven't honestly for for a week afterwards. I was so pissed off, and I was just like, it was all the, the questions that you're asking there. Where do they go? What do they do? And no matter where they go or what they do, that you know, the, there's going to be more questions than answers because it's just going to be uh, they've just done this now, and, and that that sort of. Uh, it felt so short-sighted. It felt like it felt like, um, and if you want to go back and listen to it for people listening, go back and listen to my time diary review. But I recorded it at half two in the morning. After watching the film until about 11 o'clock at night, I sound hung over in it for a start, but I'm just so tired and annoyed. I couldn't go to sleep till I got it off my chest. And that's the, one of the only ones I've done without notes. Um, yeah. And you could tell, but I think it's one of my best, funnily enough, because I'm just, I just go off on one. Um, but I still, it just cheapens the whole thing and it doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, and it feels like it's so short sighted because it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, well, Daniel Craig's leaving and he's the whole franchise. No, he's not. It's like yeah. it's like having a football manager. It's like a football manager, like Pep Guardiola leaving Man City, and Man City going right. That's it. Uh, we're, we're moving done. stadium. We're finishing the club. We're done. No, yeah. you're not. Manager clubs will be here long after managers go. The Bond yeah. franchise should be here. Probably won't be, but should be here long after you've gone, Daniel Craig. Yeah, you were good. You were decent. You weren't the best. Cinema was amazing. The rest, I could take or leave. Um, you know, you know Connery. You know Brosnan. Like in 10, 20 years, no one's going to look back at, at the films he's done and hold them up as the best. I don't think. Maybe maybe that's controversial to say, but that's just how I feel. Like, um, just how I look back at Roger Moore, great Bond, mediocre films on the, on the whole. Some of them yeah. brilliant, but most of them are so dated now. But I mean, I, I don't know whether, whether, whether that's because it's like the time it's set. Yeah. Because the Connery ones feel like classic and vintage, even though the Bond yeah. novels were set in the 50s. Um, I think. Um, Which is why he might have said for King Connery. Possibly. Although it should have still been Queen, unless it was whatever, yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah, would well, because... Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? I don't know. No, when, when, when did she come in? 52 or 53 or something? Well, she came in in 52, and then I think she got coronated in 53. I think. Right, okay. Did King George's sixth pass away night in 52? Because the Queen was... On a Commonwealth tour, I think at the time she was. But, um, yeah, we've we've seen the Crown, of course, but I have read yeah. up on it as well. Um, but no, it just I don't know. Um, it just felt it feels so so, so short sighted of the franchise to do this because Daniel Craig wasn't. It, it's like if Connery was leaving and they killed him. I mean, I know they killed him in New twice anyway. But if they actually killed him, and then yeah. they brought George Lazenby, and then all of a sudden it was Connery again. It's like what the hell? I just, I don't know. I, I I keep watching, I keep watching. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I love spe- the, the opening sequence of Spectre with the helicopter is unbelievable, but the rest of it I can't really remember. Um, Skyfall, I just don't like the story. I just don't like the way it goes, um, and I don't get the whole thing of making retired every film. Like, genuinely, what was your idea with that? Because there's only so many times you can come back, and yeah. it's like, and he he gets too old. He's too old for me, Daniel Craig, in his last one. Uh, maybe the last mm-hmm. one or two. He's too old. Um, I mean, f- fair play to the guy. I mean, when you look at what he's done to his body for the film, you can't say he hasn't given it his all. But he's been doing these Bond films now since, I mean, say the film did 2005 for 2006 release or whatever. He's been doing these films, 15, what, years, 15 16 years? Yeah. Um, that's a long time. You start when you're 30 or whatever. You finish when you're 46. That's a hell of a difference. Um, yeah. 
and I think they should have. I liked his ending, Inspector. I thought it was it was a good ending. He he drove off into the sunset with Madeline Swan. It was like cheers, Daniel, cracking job for mm. most people. Fair play. I'm in the minority with with my opinion. I think. Um, but that's the beauty of films. You can have your own opinion. And he he goes off, and I thought, yeah, great ending for you. Spot on. Bring in the next. Bring in the next one. Mm. Let's see how you do. Um, and then and he says like, I'd never come back ever again. I'd rather slip my wrist. I was going to say that's the thing. That's I the would thing. only come back for the money. And then he comes back for the money, and you're like, mm. and I'm not saying he didn't put his all into it, but it, it was very. And I'll tell you this, well, like no, no time to die. I felt like it had a lot of his opinions in it. Not his opinions, but a lot of his, like, well, I want Bond to do this, and I want Bond to do that. And it yeah. felt like, do you know when you watch a film and there's been a lot of studio interference in it, where the, and it, it comes across as, like, two yeah, yeah. stories. Like, like, Danny Boyle, who's a great director, he's done, like, uh, 28 Days Later, uh, Millions. He did um, the train spotting films. Yeah, he he did humble, yeah, yeah. Still haven't seen that, you know. I know, I know, I'm going to see it. And he's done some amazing films. When he was going to do Bond, I was like, oh my God, yes. This is going to be amazing. Because he worked on that film for a long time. Because films take a long time to come together. And he, he brought his collaborator. It's a bit, again, it's a bit like, you know, Big Sam and Little Sam in terms of football managers. He brought his main guy with him and they went over the script and then he left due to creative differences or whatever whatever the reason was. And I and between the lines, I mean, this is just all rumour and speculation. Um, I, I think, my personal opinion, he left because they said, we're going to kill Bond. And I reckon he went, no, I'm not going to be that director. And then they turned mm-hmm. to like, I think the, one of the franchises, is it the first time an American's directed it? Or, um, or maybe one of, the, one of the only times it's been directed. Um, I might be wrong in that. I think I'm wrong. Um, but it feels very, very different to what's come before. And I know that we're going for a different run with Danny Craig in terms of my emotion. And I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I know you liked Skyfall, that didn't you? So. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of neither here nor there in terms of my opinion of, of Daniel Craig. I think he's had... I, I like... Well, going through the films, I like seeing a Royale, Quantum of Solace, uh, I think you can tell. I think at the time there was that strike, um, so it, it's just it, it, it's not a good film. It's just not a good film. Uh, then you have got Skyfall. I'm okay with Skyfall. Not a massive fan. I, I, I do like Spectre. Um, no time to die. I liked it up until they killed him off at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, I, I I thought you know when it, when I was watching it. In the cinema, whilst I didn't think necessarily, look, this is Bond through and through or anything like that, I was sort of that lost in the storyline. I thought, regardless of it being Bond, I thought it was a good film. But then, honestly, at the end when they did that, it just didn't make sense to me. The whole, the whole MacGuffin of the film, the whole idea behind it, the whole, oh, we found something that will kill anybody who put the DNA into. For a start, they made M an idiot. M's an absolute idiot in that film. Like, those yeah. decisions he makes are just bizarre. Like, he's just an, an out-and-out tool. Like, he ju- mm. it just doesn't make sense what he's done. Um, and then the whole thing about, oh, well, it can affect anyone, it's affected you. And, and it's like, where where's this going? Mm. Like, where's this going? And the whole thing trying to get, like, was it, was it? I mean, I might be wrong, but wasn't the Japanese Navy there and, like, the British Navy and stuff at the end? 
and all this kind of stuff and they're shelling it and all this. And yeah, I felt like the ending where they killed him was, but don't get me wrong, if they'd said, right, for whatever reason, we felt we've done enough and Bond's going to end, I might have accepted it more. But, and as I said in my review before, and the more I've thought about it a few months later, the more I stand by it, his death scene was nothing I haven't seen done better and more emotionally. Like, I watched Afterlife Series 3 last night and cried at it. I didn't cry when Bond died. If you're going to kill Bond, right, it should hit you. It should be like this. Nothing I hadn't seen Mm. a million times in a load of different films and found, Mm. like, really... No, it it, it, it disappointed me, so it's terrible. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, it was good. The music was very rousing. Hans Zimmer, what do you expect? Um, But it was just... Like you said, I think you can... With Quantum of Solace and the writer's strike, and you could see that across TV series and everything, uh, went because I've spoken about that a few times, and, and you can see the effect it had. Um, because basically, writers weren't working on anything, which they're right, yeah. you know, uh, because of what was going on, and, and you could see it because they had to try and cobble things together. But I it, think is, it, it is, it is that it's sort of patched together, isn't it? That for what well, it feels that yeah. way anyway. And th- this has the same feel for me that uh, no time that I had the same feel of, of it was started by a certain creative team. And then, again, it's like fo- it's like football. It's like it's like our football team now is going through a transition mm. between an old style football manager and a more new style football manager. So as we see in the January transfer window, we got players going out who don't fit the new who don't fit the new kind of vision, the new way we're going to play. Yeah. Um, and it, it really stands out. I think I know it's a bit of a weird comparison, but I think that's what this the film like Quantum Solace and this film feel like. They feel like there's too many chefs got involved. Too many, another flipping. That's a stupid comparison. But, but you know, no, like, I, agree, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree because they had they had lots of people working on it. I know there was a lot there was a lot more in the build up to that film than there had been in previous films. Saying about oh, we, you know, we're going to make James Bond walk and all that stuff, etc., etc. And we've got Phoebe Waller Bridge in to, to you know to. You to, could totally see the parts she'd put in as well. You could totally see the yeah the I parts know, that. I know. I mean, Fleabag I mean, wasn't I mean, bad, but it wasn't. I, do, I, I, do, I, I agree. I don't. It's I don't, pretty I don't funny, you know. It's, bad, it's pretty funny, but it... I Sorry, think the, the collect the collective narrative is there through various people um, that look this guy, this misogynistic um, uh, male, white male, um, who's been very similar in many aspects since the uh, 1960s. I think they've thought we can't justify doing this anymore in today's society and therefore we're going to do something different. Um, I I honestly think that that's the the collective narrative. I really do. Um, Which is fine, but when you look at the box office returns for this film, and they've tried to blame it on, not blame it, sorry. They've tried to use, I would say blame personally, but they've tried to, they've said, well, look, with COVID and people frightened to go to cinemas and all this, that and the other, they've tried to use that as a reason for why it hasn't done well. And it hasn't, it hasn't done particularly well. No. Um, but then when you look at what's happened with Spider-Man No Way, uh, no Way Home, the amount of money that's taken. Oh, I know, yeah. Uh, my review's out. Um most popular one, funnily enough. Um, and Is it? Oh, yeah, 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 by a mile. Because um, I brought it out the day it came out in America, um, I think, because it got delayed. It came out a day earlier in the UK. 
um, okay. England. Um, and I don't know why. And the whole bit with that, nah, it's gone. I know what I was talking about. But yeah, um, I, I know what you mean. Absolutely. It's just, oh yeah, so that was, look what happens when you give fans what they want. And isn't that the whole point of films? Like, why did they try and, nobody wants James Bond subverting. Nobody. There's a way yeah. you could have updated Bond, but you don't, you don't have to deconstruct it. You don't have to, if you don't want to have him to have, if you don't want him to have certain elements that he had before, like there's elements even in the Daniel Craig films I found, but there's bits I find in the Daniel Craig bits where, like that scene in, I think it's Quantum of Solace where he, he kills the husband. Then he goes back and sleeps with the widow. She was like the oldest blonde woman or whatever. And he goes and sees her and like makes love to her. And it's a bit like, you've just killed her husband. No, that's that's Spectre that, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, that's that Spectre. The, that um, was, I mean, really? Italian woman. Yeah. Monica Bellacusa, beautiful woman. Monica Bellucci, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I thought Thunderball was great. I just, um, I'm just saddened to see where the Bond franchise has I gone. Am, and I, I do, am, I do it, think this is the end. I really do. I, I, I can't I see anywhere back. I cannot I see anywhere back. Um, because you've the, killed, the, you've, sorry, go on. So I was going to say the most annoying aspect for me is if if their narrative is that we can't take this forward, we need to update Bond, we need to change it, etc. In actual fact, in that film, he was different to other films. I think it's the only film I can think of where, and it may we be wrong. Sleep, we didn't sleep with anyone. Didn't sleep with anyone. Nope. He didn't sleep with anyone. And that didn't have any detrimental effect no. on, on the on the film whatsoever. No, it didn't. It's, no, no. So it, it, it's, you know, if, if they want to go with this guy not being a misogynist, not being an alcoholic, because he's clean alcoholic as well. Yeah. Um, but then again, he's saying yeah. that in Casino Royale, he doesn't really get with anyone in that, does he? I mean, apart no. from at the end, although that's ridiculous, he's just his balls whacked by a rope and then he's getting up in the bed, which is a bit weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to be happening, James. Um, but yeah, that, that whole, I mean, he doesn't do an awful lot of, there's not an awful lot of action in that, is there, really, for him? I well, don't think no, that. you're right. There, there's, there's another massive continuity error there as well because there's no way after having your balls bashed that much that he'd be able to have a five-year-old kid later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure from seeing where Cinerail started to seeing where Daniel Craig's Bond ended up, so disappointing. So, so disappointing. Mate, you could you should have just said to the producers, I'm not coming back. Stand yeah. by your guns. I'm not coming yeah. back. I don't need the money. I've done my four films. Um, you know, I think it's a shame. I think Pierce Brosnan, because of how, how badly Diane and Dale was received, I think he went well before his time. He should, in terms of his age, he could have done another couple. I think yeah. I've seen a few films he's done since where he's older, but he still he plays essentially the same character. Um, and you think, yeah, this guy, like, he, he does like he's a hell of an actor. I think he. Um, You've been watching too much, Mamma Mia, Sean. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, still got the second one to watch. But no, um, <laughs> the um, there's the, the whole bit. I, I did my second ever review. I did Butterfly on a Wheel. And he plays a guy in that, um, and he, oh, he's, he's brilliant in it. Uh, and he's Irish in it as well, which is a bit weird because you're not used to seeing him like talk as he usually does. Um, yeah, I was going to say he's he's Irish anyway. Isn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he's Irish, isn't Dalton Welsh? Timothy Dalton Welsh. Timothy Dalton's Welsh, yeah. 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 Um, and then obviously George Lazenby. George, George Lazenby, Australian. Australian. Yeah. Uh, Connery. 
Roger Moore's English, Sean Connery's Scottish. So in actual fact, there's a good fact for you. The, if, of all the James Bond, how many have been English? Um, you you wouldn't say two, which it has been. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. Um, and then people would argue the best one is the Scottish one. I think I think I think that's what people would argue. I think that um, would be the correct argument. A, a lot a lot of people, a lot of people on the sort of forums and that on Facebook and things, argue that the Welsh one's the best one. A lot of people love Timothy Dolan. I think he came at the wrong time. That sounded wrong. I think uh, I think his films are like, it, if they came out like in the early 2000s, or in the late 90s, they'd have been yeah. received beautifully. Like, I yeah. think that they, they tried to go too dark too fast. Like, yeah. if, if Bolton's films came out after, oh, let's not get on to Craig, but like Craig's, I tell you what, for people who think I'm bashing Danny Craig, I'm not. He is a brilliant Bond in mostly mediocre films, a little bit as I'd argue Roger Moore is. Um, and I just think, like, keep doing this, I lose my train of thought. It's been a long, it's been a long week, hasn't it? But yeah, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I'm just, Dal- Dalton, Dalton, that's what I was talking about. Dalton, like, if his films came out after Daniel Craig's, I think they'd be brilliantly received. I really do. I think people would go, oh, wow, this is a, a more ruthless. And the films are more ruthless, from what I remember. Like Felix Light, he gets his legs bitten off by a shark or something. He disagreed with something that ate him or whatever that bit is. I don't know if that's the first one or the second one. And Bond goes rogue, but properly goes rogue. He doesn't retire. He doesn't get shot. He just like doesn't he just hand his notice? Not for noticing. <laughs> that's not people. No, he like doesn't he just give? It was meant to call license revoked, wasn't it? it was, that's what it was originally yeah. called. Yeah, and he 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 ends up. He's in a he's in the British Embassy in some uh, nice far flung destination, I think, and they, he ends up jumping and running away, and the 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 other British agents are actually shooting at him. Oh, um, well, yeah, I can't, I can't. I, I need. A, I am going to have to rewatch those definitely. There's so but, many bloody James Bond films. That's the problem. I know. I tell you what, as so well, I, was, I, I was disappointed in Daniel Craig films as well. They never had him dressed as Commander Bond. Because every every Bond, apart from George Ezra, because he was only in one. Although I think he was, I might be wrong. They all had him at a certain point dressed because he's a naval commander, isn't he? Yeah. He's the, he's the navy, and there was a bit, especially with Daniel Craig's films, they should have had him in his navy uniform, like Commander yeah. Bond. That would have been, and it felt like they could have done it very easily in the last film. I don't know why. I can't remember the reasons why, but I remember thinking, "Oh my god, we're going to see him in his like fully decked out as Commander Bond," but we didn't. Yeah. So. There's another disappointment. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, just, yeah, and the the end in the whole fairy tale, like I want to tell you a story about a man called James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Like you're going to sit there and tell a five year old about what James Bond has done, really? Like yeah. that kid's going to be scared for life. That was uh, a that 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 sort of I want to tell you about that was a that was a Phoebe Waller Bridges and all that stuff. That's uh, that's that's her, I think. Like, just, uh, I want to tell you about a man who no longer exists because I've wiped him from society because he's a misogynist <laughs> asshole. Well, I mean, you can't say he's not misogynistic, but like, I, I mean, I mean, they 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 address it in bloody nineteen ninety six, no ninety four, Goldeneye, ninety five, <laughs> right in the middle, nicely done. Yeah. Um, if you knew if I didn't know, you would. 95, right? Goldeneye. Um, 
She says to him, I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War. And that face off there, like, again, M, the first, she was based on Stella Remington, I think. It was the first head of, the first female head of MI5, way back in the 90s. So it's not like progression hasn't been happening. Probably right. later than it should have, of course. But I'm just, like, a, she was brilliant in her role. And, like, Judy Dench played, a, like, essentially a version of it for MI6. And she just calls James out the first time she meets him. She's right. like, you think I'm a pen pusher. You think I don't have the balls for this job. And it's proper. That's the 90s. It was proper out there. And they just said it. Film. It's a film, for Christ's sake. Like People probably listen to this and laugh. How annoyed I get. Oh, it's just a film. Well, if you think that, you don't like the Bond films. You don't care about yeah. them. So why are you bothered about what I think about them? So It's an institution. It is. Well, it should be. Uh, any last thoughts on Thunderball? Thunderball, great film, great theme tune. Um, it is one of my favourites. I think it has aged well to a certain extent. Um, there's uh, a lot of iconic scenes. There is a lot of, in a weird way, and and I know it's ridiculous because I explained it at the start of the podcast, sentiment from me towards the film because of slot machine in Las Vegas, um, <laughs> each to their own. But it's just something that I like, I enjoy. Good film. You know, you can watch it on a rainy day, you can watch it on any day. I like it. And it's uh, it's maybe in my top five. Bold maybe shit. in my top five. I'm yet, I'm yet to sort of rank them. Um, yeah, me too. Properly. It, there'd be too much... There'd be too many on the uh, same line for me. Like I'd have about, yeah. like, I'd have like three, and then about fifteen on the same line, and then yeah, you yeah. know which ones would be They'd be interchangeable depending on how I felt on the particular. Oh days, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, they certainly it's it's up there for me. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I I I loved it. I I I think it's one of the bonds that I've seen a lot. Like it seems to be one of those ones that's always an ITV two or ITV three or whatever or ITV four. And you just stick it on halfway. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, of course it is. Uh, Bond season. You just stick it on. You enjoy it. Um, If you miss the mink glove scene, it's a shame, but you know, it's it's, it's (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's it's just great. The effect, the effects hold. Like, well, there's no effect. It's all real. So that all holds up. The story holds up really well. I mean, we've just picked it to bits and it holds up really well. The villains are great. Really great. I mean, um, like you, like we were talking about earlier really strong female villain for Bond. Um, And also, um, we've got Ligo, who's a great, great villain as well. And you've got Spectre behind it and you know what they're doing and why they're doing it. And yeah, it's been spoofed since the whole, we'll steal a couple of nuclear bombs and hold the words for ransom. Yeah, but it goes deeper than that. And you see a little bit of the bureaucracy and the home office and all this kind of thing, Um, as well as like beautiful locations. And yes, it doesn't globetrot as much as a lot of the other Bond films. But I don't think that's to its detriment. Um, yeah, that's another criticism I have. Not this is just, uh, of other Bond films, uh, especially the last one. They jump about too much, and you don't yeah. get a feel for what's going on. I think, it, and that's not just the last one. That's happened in a few of them where they're jumping from here to there, and you think, well, well, what? Hang on, what? Where are we? What are we? You know, yeah. um, I think this is because it spends a lot of time in Nassau, which I think is where he goes in Casino Royale, isn't it? Isn't it where he gets his? Um, where he gets his uh, DB5 from. Isn't that Nassau? Uh, Nassau, however you pronounce it. Try to remember. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, 
I think it is, but I might be wrong. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I absolutely loved it. And cheers for, for coming on and talking about it for way longer than you originally meant to. Um, no, no, don't, don't, but, uh, don't worry about it. It's been a pleasure. It has but, been a pleasure. Um, uh, I have well, enjoyed it. Live and let, oh, it's Bond. We're going to enjoy a good chat. Live and let oh, die is taken. Uh, my auntie wants to review that. So what Bond, do, do you want to do the next Roger Moore one? Because oh, we'll do another one, definitely, whenever you um, I've got the list in front of me. Um, <laughs> I love the preparedness. Yes. Were there any of your notes we didn't get to, by the way? No, no, um, I don't think so. Let me just... I think I'm pretty much through mine. Oh, yes, that was um, that was that was just a a, a, a good point. Um, and it's 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 I, I don't know why I, I like it so much, but it sort of brings it back to the real world. So when they are discussing the uh, scene in the Spectre room early on, um, and they are saying how their various projects are doing it. Yeah. You know, they're, they're talking about various things. The, the British guy um, says about, um, oh, yes, we've, we've received, um, I think he says, £250,000 uh, for a consultation fee. Uh, for the great train robbery, yeah, yeah, I so, caught that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, because I was wondering because obviously I knew the British reference, the English, whatever the British reference in it, and I, when I was listening to the others because it's like China, Japan, and all these different countries, I was yeah. wondering are those real events? But I didn't have time to check it. So yeah, I was yeah. wondering are those real events or did just kind of make them up? Because that would have yeah. been really interesting. I loved how like this is another thing like how um, like multicultural like. Blofeld's, um, what, what would you call them, henchmen? Uh, you know, associate, the number pick, the number one, number two, all those people. How, like, they're yeah. all from different countries, because that's exactly how it would be. Because yeah. you would have this, that's the whole point of Spectre, the, you know, the legs of the octopus, they're in everything. Um, yeah. Which I think, again, gets lost later on, where they're all just stood in a room together. And it's like, yeah. oh, like, really? Get the story right first, and then a, a, great, a great Bond film will, uh, will follow. But yeah, but we'll, we'll, uh, but not uh, yeah. It's a, it's a great fact about the great trainer I'll be in. I wonder if the other ones uh, really? are real events. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but thanks for uh, thanks for chatting about this. I, I've, I've uh, pretty enjoyed it. So um, hopefully, uh, oh, do I, yeah. Oh, did, did we get to your list? I cut, did I cut you off? Did I cut you off when you talked about your list? I had one in mind, weren't there? Um, a view to a kill. Mate, we'll have fun with that one. The rock salt. That's all I can remember from it. The rock. Although, I, I don't know, I haven't, I don't know why. It's probably because I got lent a VHS copy, a video copy of it um, when I was younger. So it's one of the ones I've seen a lot more than some of the others. I have a proper soft spot for it, but but I'll probably watch it back and find it really, find it really awkward. Um, it's all right, it's all right, I don't mind Apparently Roger Moore and, um, uh, Roger Moore and uh, Grace Jones didn't get on. But uh, yeah, but cheers for coming on. And, uh, thank you for listening, if anybody's still Still, still with us, uh, but yeah, um, I will be back with a review um, at some point uh, next Saturday, most probably. So I uh, come back for that. Cheers, cheers, Ross. Cheers, Sean. Right, cheers. Speak to you later. Cheers, man. Hey, later.